Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and I've got the guys tonight. I've got Sharpie, and I've got Welcome. Welcome back, Lisa. Oh, yeah. Hey, Lisa. I was gone. You were gone. Lauren's still gone. Did you have fun, Lisa? <sighs> okay, my instinct is... Define fun, right? Yes, yes. It's It was very unlike any trip I've done. And what I did was... Uh, field trip with the middle school band to Disney World. And it was pretty much up and out to the cafeteria. We stayed at Pop to the food court by 6.30 a.m. to make sure you were on that 7.15 bus to the parks. And doors were not shut and, of course, security taped until usually 11.30, and they were long, long days. But I held it together, and we had fun. That, yeah, that's definitely, that's a long day. It was three of those. <laughs> it was long. Um, but I'm going to do a show another day, and we'll talk about the youth programs over at Disney and possibly Universal as well. They've got great opportunities, great learning programs, all accredited. They're fantastic. So we'll do more on that later. But tonight we've got some news updates that we're going to get going. And Sharpie, you're going to start that ball rolling. What time of year is it? It is almost spring. Mm. But even before spring, we get a preview of summer with Epcot's International Flower and Garden Festival. Here we are, 2019, Epcot Flower Garden Festival. It opened March 6th, and it runs through June 3rd. Uh, if you are familiar with Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival, you know they have all sorts of topiaries, all sorts of different food booths around. There's specific festival merchandise, as there always is, specialty merchandise at every Disney event. Uh, and there are a lot of different things that you can see and do around the park and different vendors and things like that. Uh, one of my favorite things about the the uh, Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival are all the topiaries. They are fantastic. Uh, Disney's horticulture team works on them year-round. Uh few years ago, whenever we toured uh, the uh, horticulture services facility, uh, we got to see some of that year's uh, topiaries in the making. Mm. So that was pretty cool because we toured in, I think it was in December is when we toured. Um, so we got to see just a few months before the festival started and they were already really starting to take shape, looking really, really cool. Uh, but they have outdoor kitchens. Uh, they have different activities for kids. Uh, a very, very important part of the Flower and Garden Festival is the Garden Rocks concert series. Mm -hmm. uh, and those uh, concerts uh, with water views uh, take place at uh, the American uh, Gardens Theater which is right in front of the American Adventure Pavilion. Uh, and they have those seven days a week this year. Yeah, that's a lot. So, they have like 90 so, nights of uh, different garden concerts. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. So I'm really excited this year because they 
have a lot of different foods this year. Uh, and of course, the, the selection of alcohol is always really great. Uh, they always have uh, really cool beers and wines and uh, different mixed drinks that they uh, concoct specifically for. Uh, and they pull stuff from all around the country. They have different workshops and stuff like that that are available. So, yeah. So if you so this year, it's, it's, Garden it's is like beautiful. It's, if you've never been, yep. it, it's definitely there's still time to plan a trip to go this year. And if not this year, definitely plan to go next year. However, it's important to note that they just released. We we, we just had a, a show recently about all the changes that are coming to Epcot. Uh, and they just announced a whole lot of changes that are already beginning to take place at Epcot. Uh, they had filed for the permit for the uh, demolition um, of Inventions East, which is where... Uh, uh, see, we thought we were talking about that just last week. We thought that that might, yep. might be going away because in one of those concept drawings, it looked like it was gone. Yep. Ooh, and perfect. And away will go uh, the cool spot, um, the Coke, where you, where you yep. get the free, free different Coke beverages from around the world. Uh, and also going away is Starbucks. So I wonder where they're going to move Starbucks because I mean yeah. they have to move Starbucks. They have to move it. Yeah, they have to sure. move Starbucks. That's that's like there there's not. Yeah, it's they have bad. no option. They need a temporary home for Starbucks, uh, or they need several smaller yeah Starbucks locations. We could I, turn the Imagination Pavilion into a Starbucks. Yeah, that the, the, yeah. <laughs> it would get more traffic. Definitely, well, definitely more room <laughs> back there. Okay, that is mean, but it may be true. It would get more pe- more traffic if they put a Starbucks. The lines in. for Starbucks are insane. You need a fast pass. They should do that. They do. They they move pretty quickly though. Mm-hmm. They do. We went twice. Oh. when we were there. And no, it's amazing how much Starbucks these thirteen-year-old girls like to consume, mm-hmm. and they're willing to wait in line 30, 40 minutes to get a beverage. However, Peter Pan isn't going to get the 30-minute wait that our Fast Pass needed. This is true. A little crazy. I think what they should do is definitely move Starbucks to the, uh, the Imagination Pavilion, but you should order your drinks mm-hmm. at the beginning, then ride the ride <gasps> yes. and pick them up at the end. This is true. Oh, see? I think that's what they should this do. This is brilliant. Exactly. I love it. You know Disney's taking note right now. I like now. that idea. They're writing it down. I love that idea. That gives them the time they need to get, and then you get, and then you get to ride that. It would be better if it was the original ride, but yeah. So the other thing I noticed, so there's this, it's like a mini um, food and wine almost with flower and garden. They've, they've turned, so there's like 17 pavilions, four of which are new. I was skimming over like some of the new ones, the, the uh which one did i see here the arbor so the arbor uh where is it located at the gardens terrace and the odyssey center the beverages like you were saying sharpie so they have a lot of unique beers and cider ideas so they have a cider flight and a beer flight which i would probably get one of each if i could um and some of these are either really good or really disgusting so i don't know you'd have to try them so there's a, let's see here, by Shipyard Brewing Company, uh, Grind the Rind, which is a watermelon watermelon IPA from Portland. So that could be either interesting or 
when you when you check just in the whatever book. you do, don't <laughs> drop your festival map into your cider because at that point it becomes insider information. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's a, that was a difficult one to even put together. Hey, I try. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> the other one I saw. Where's the other one? Uh, oh my gosh, what is this one? Strawberry rose hard cider, black widow hard cider. That might be good. Um, where's the and then there was a couple of interesting beers on here. Uh, lemon and ginger Radler. That could be good. And then this one, I don't know. Three Daughters Brewing Key Lime Apple Cider. So a Key Lime Hard Apple Cider from St. Petersburg, Florida. But it's nice that they're all these little microbrews. sounds pretty tasty. Yeah, the Key Lime, it could be really good. Or, or it's another one of those that's like going to be really like refreshing and hit the spot or like, here you drink this one. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, I enjoy it. That's my, one of my favorite, my, one of my favorite least visited festivals that I get to go to. I just never, well, no, the other one that I never have been to is the one that was before this, the festival of the arts. Um, even though they keep making it longer and longer, I still never managed to get down there. Uh, you have to go. I it's, know. It's awesome. I, yeah, I, I see all the, the great stuff. If you were local, I don't know if I, of course that I'd still never go because I would be local and I'd be like too busy doing other stuff, but. Or avoiding the crowds. Yeah. But there is a lot going on. I always get very inspired by all the different gardens and then I'm like, okay, I could plant these. I could do this. I could get oh, a greenhouse. Sharpie, you have no idea. I enjoy it, but then it's so I, impossible. And then I come back and I'm like, when am I going to do this? I'm never going to do this. <laughs> it's just too I'm like, I don't have enough time. Come on, Steve. Just a spark of inspiration. I know. Hey, we have a koi pond with three fish in it that we inherited at our house. And I just keeping care, taking care of those fish is enough for me. When was the last time you fed them? Well, you don't have to feed them. It's winter. They hibernate. Do they know that? Yeah, they know that. That's why they're kind of cold and huddled together. Hmm. So and I, dead. <laughs> I hope not. No, they're still Little there. Fishicles. These koi are huge. <sighs> in Sharpie, they're huge. There's three koi in this pond, and they're mass. They're like gigantic. So I feel like I can't kill any of these koi because they probably cost a fortune. So anyway, so yeah, in another month it'll be time to get the. I've got a net over it to keep the leaves out or whatever, and then I got to take that off. Tangent much? Yes, but. But, but, you know, you see all that kind of stuff and you're like, Ooh, I could do a little waterfall or I could do some hydroponics or I could plant some fruit slit or I don't even know, peach tree in Georgia. I don't know. Yeah. We had one at the old house. Yeah. We had a peach tree, but then the, and so I did, I did manage to do the peach tree Sharpie. But then what happens is the squirrels, the, the squirrels have figured out that they climb up the peach tree and then they gnaw off the branch. So the peaches fall to the, and then they eat all the peaches. So I'm like, what? And I just don't have time to deal with all the squirrels. And then the deer, they'll eat whatever they can reach too. So, so all we, right, all we, right, we all feed right. everybody our, we've never had a peach off that tree, but, but the rest of the wildlife has. So yes. And maybe, they thank you. I'm sure there's a class on that too at the flower and garden festival. It could be. I'm sure. Yeah. So. But all right. Anything okay. else, Lisa Flower Garden? Um, I did see a couple of the topiary area, the topiary area, airy 
that were up. Yes. Topiary that were up. And yeah, you were just there. Yeah. I was just there. You missed it by like a day. It's okay. And, uh, oh, and Sharpie. So we get back Sunday night. Amber's on another field trip. Yeah. She's already off to the next. Where now? Savannah. Jeez. With the Girl Scouts. No. With the eighth grade. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. She's off to Savannah. So there, yep. Whoop, whoop. Um, but we did see some, they were definitely getting ready and prepping for flower and garden. Um, they had some of the booths. Butterfly ready. house. I like the butterfly house. They had a lot of areas kind of with the, the mesh surrounding it so you mm-hmm. could see in. And the girls were asking, so what's behind here? I what's said, what's behind this planter? Well, yeah, they had a lot of planters too, <laughs> um, hiding things. It's going to be a So bite. yeah, they're gearing up. and Well, now they're geared up and they're ready to go. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so is that enough on Flower and Garden? It's never enough on Flower and Garden. But I that's figured all, you guys were that's being all we're very, very reserved. There's a lot. So I'm impressed. You should go. Go to Epcot, go to Flower and Garden, especially if you're yeah, up north. There, yeah, there, there's so much to talk about. I mean, yeah. we, we could really and Lisa, we could really talk about just Flower and Garden for hours if we went through all the menus from all of the different uh, yeah. the different booths because, I mean, the menu is the menu is extensive. Yeah. So no lack of food. Lisa was just there a couple days ago. It was like in the mid eighties. So it's, Oh, it was nice. It was overcast a lot of the time, but not raining. Did not need a poncho once. Did not see a drop of rain. So that was awesome. So get to Florida. It's, it's, and then they came back here and they're like, it's so cold in Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it was, (laughs) it was under 30 when you're, Enjoying the palm trees and all the plants and all the flowers and everything. At- they had to, when, when we were packing up and about to head back, they were making sure that everyone understood when you get off the bus in Atlanta, it is going to be cold. And, and you can't picture that. You're like, I have to put jeans on now. I have to pull my jacket out. Why? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was cold. So, yes. Yeah. All that's, right. that's like when I flew down, uh, uh, for marathon weekend in January, yep. uh, when I left Pittsburgh, it was freezing. Uh, so I had to, uh, had, had to be bundled up enough to walk from the parking lot to the terminal. Yep. Uh, so I made sure to pack all stuff that could be, uh, compressed and, and put away. Uh, but then I, once I got, um, once I got into the terminal, then I changed into like my Florida clothes. I changed into shorts and everything else. Uh, but yeah, it was. And then I had to do the same thing on the way back. I had oh. I had on shorts and t-shirt and stuff that day. And then I had to had to go into the bathroom when I got back to the airport and change clothes to come home. Yeah, because there was. I want to say there was. There was at least four inches of snow on my truck when I got back. Oh. To, to, yeah, it was awful. It was positively awful. It was terrible. But anyway, I survived. All right. But I would like to go get the coffee rubbed pork poutine uh, and uh, with oh. barbecue demi glaze and oh. fire roasted corn relish with cheese curds. I have not tried any of the poutine. Oh, Lisa. Uh, Oh, stop. All right. I 
think we can move on from flower and garden. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with some pixie dust and uh, some news on the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique franchise. We all know, hopefully, we all know that they have one of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique salons or boutiques over in the Magic Kingdom. And there's also one at Disney Springs. Well, lo and behold, the demand is so high, they are going to do another one. And this one is going to be in the Grand Floridian. You know where the um, the Ivy Trellis Salon is? Upstairs, Grand yes. Floridian, Main Lobby? Yep. That is going to become a new Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. And they're going to take the salon services, the adult salon services, and move those over to the Census Spa. Uh, they'll do that so you can still get your adult updos and such salon services. Um, and it'll fit in really well over in the in the spa area. So they're going to do that. Um, if you're not terribly familiar with the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, it is for children ages 3 to 12. And they do, they turn you into a little princess um, or a prince for that matter. So they have hairstyles. They're uh, fairy godmothers in training. And so the fairy godmothers, they're very, very good with the girls and the boys. They help you figure out what style you want, what package you want. They do your hair. They're very meticulous. There will not be a hair out of place. So it's very cool. Um, They do have several different packages that are available. And it starts with the crown package, which is a very basic package. It starts at $64.95. This is going to include your hair updo. And they will put polish on your nails, put a little makeup on you, a little bit of the uh, gem highlight accent on your face, and then you get a sash. The next package is going to be the courtyard package. That one goes up to $109.95. This adds a t-shirt and a tutu. The castle package then adds a necklace and a gown plus some uh, accessories. That goes to essentially $200. we will do a little rounding. Then they have the deluxe castle. And on this one, you get a deluxe gown. So you get kind of the uh, fancier version. And you get boxed accessories. And that one's $230. Now this one, I didn't... I must have known about this one, but I didn't know the details of it. There's one called the Princess Signature Package. This one is $450 plus. So it starts at $450, but this one includes an heirloom quality dress. So it's super fancy, super high quality. It comes with a crystal tiara with a box. And then it has a, a garment bag with a satin hanger. So it's like, plus all the other stuff, of course. You're going to get your hair and nails, makeups, and, and such. But this one, wow. Can you imagine? $450. It's all in the dress. Most of it's in the dress. But that's impressive. I like it. And then they also do um, a night package. This is for the, the boys. I'm sure if you're a girl and you wanted a night package, they would do that too. But they're going to gel your hair. They're going to give you a sword and a shield, and it includes confetti. And then the deluxe night package includes a prince costume as well. The regular night package is $20, and the deluxe is $80. So anyway, they're going to be having that over at Grand Floridian. 
upstairs in the lobby, in the old um, Ivy Trellis salon. It used to be a back office. <laughs> Did it really? When I was when I worked there, that was that was just a wall, and when you went through the door uh, to backstage, off to the left was that area. And that's where they did guest comments. There was a lady, I think it was, her name was Susie. I can't remember. I, I have to think of her last and name. And this is important. Yes, but she okay. would do guest comments. So anybody who wrote to the Grand Floridian about whatever, the letters would come there. And then she would write back to all the letters. And sometimes after lunch or dinner, I would hang in there and talk to her and see what the latest guest comment cards were. But then they made it into the salon because they were going for five stars and all five-star hotels need at least some services like a salon. And it was super tight. I remember that area was teeny tiny. Um, so it's not the biggest space. But then the bibbidi-bobbidi over at the Magic Kingdom in the castle is not the biggest space either. Because um, when we did the kind of basic package with Rook, and Amber, you know, it was like, stand here so you can take pictures. I mean, there was not a lot of room by the time you get the people, your the adults in there and the kids and everybody else. Um, so this one will be tight, but it's a perfect place for it. Um, it's the perfect clientele. And over at Disneyland Paris at the Disneyland Hotel, which looks like the Grand Floridian, they have had one there for a long, long time. And it does, I think it does very well. It's kind of a, balcony area that they don't use that they just took this open balcony space and turned it into a kind of princess. I don't know if it's an official bibbity bobbity boutique over there, but it's that same type thing. So it sounds cool. They'll do well. They'll do very well. There's no, there's no shortage of girls wanting to go. Yeah. And, and that's the, it it's the perfect, that's the perfect spot for that. So it's a good choice. Well, it'll be nice because you've got the the princess dinner at night, Cinderella, nineteen hundred park, um, park fair, and so you can do that. You can get all bibbidied up for that. Um, you've got the Aurora tea, so it it kind of makes sense. It's convenient. I like it. So let's see, Steve, you're up next. Yeah, so we're over at Disneyland. Disneyland, which does have more of a local feel, kind of a local park uh, for a lot of the annual pass holders. So they do a lot of these little extra special events. So they have a Disneyland After Dark Heroes Assembly. Uh, so this is, it's going to be April 30th and May 1st. So it's only two nights. It starts at 9 p.m. and goes till 1 a.m. on both of those nights. And it's an extra ticket special event. Uh, all around the superheroes, and it's similar to you know, these similar these parties that they do uh, at Disney World as well. So uh, you'll get you know special encounters with all the different superheroes, and they can do this at Disneyland, uh, and they can't do it at Disney World because I guess the short story is is Disney bought Marvel, but Marvel has the uh, contract for uh, some of the characters over at their Universal Orlando Park. Uh, and they can't have the characters or theming of that sort uh, within a certain radius. So Disney World is in that radius. But Disneyland is open to do whatever they want with the characters. So they're having the special nighttime assembly. They have dance parties. They have a, um, a scavenger hunt, which sounds kind of interesting, where you go around and find kind of hidden artifacts 
to uh, help save mankind. Uh, different photo opportunities, quote unquote, fun surprises to celebrate. Uh, is that 30 years or 80 years of comic art? 80 years, 80 years of comic art. Um, and then unlimited digital downloads on the Disney uh, photo pass for that evening's events. So it sounds like, you know, and then, and this is over at the Disney California Adventure Park. So over there, you have the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Mission Breakout, which uh, used to be Tower of Terror. So that's themed uh, Marvel with Guardians of the Galaxy. So much fun. Yeah. And then you'll have other attractions open and dining. And, and of course, they have special dining, special merchandise, uh, all of that type of stuff. So if anybody goes, let us know. Let us know how it was. Okay. All right, so then the next story is on, it's something new. So it is a Disneyland Resort out in California again, Anaheim. Uh, this one's weird. It is weird, and I haven't exactly figured it out, but I'm going to go for it. So this is Pop-Up Disney, and it's a Mickey celebration. This is at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, more specifically, it is in downtown Disney. This will open in the spring, and it's essentially celebrating Mickey, 90 years of Mickey and Minnie, and it's all things Mickey and Minnie, and you have different rooms that you can go into, and there are lots of photo ops, so it's kind of a fun, um, vibrant, larger-than-life type of feel, um, but it's there's not a whole lot of information on this, but one example was this giant mini polka dot bow couch and you can sit on this and I mean huge it's got to be probably 20 feet tall and uh, let's say 15 feet tall and then you can sit on the couch and do your photo ops and it's got all kinds of kissy stuff and and hearts and bows and you can take your photo on this mini couch and it's not mini it's really large. It's an it's odd mini large mini. I was, I was waiting. For, I was waiting for that one. That one was like saw. That was like handed to you there. I know. Yeah. I know. I, so, sometimes you have to take the low hanging fruit. I mean, it's if I'm handing it to you. Exactly. Why so not? this is um, the formal former location of ESPN. So um, it's it is a separate um, cost. So it's a like a ticketed event to get in. So. There's got to be all kinds of good stuff. It's a limited time exhibit, lots of different um, themed rooms, all things Mickey. I, that's that's all there is to say. So here's what here's how I read this. Disney closes ESPN Zone. They close uh, Rainforest and uh, the AMC Movie Theater and all that, and then they start to tear all that stuff down to build this hotel. And then the hotel idea, because of Anaheim and Disney getting in a scuff over taxes and all of that, that falls through. So evidently the ESPN building is still there because I haven't been there. I was there when it was supposed to all get torn down and they had just closed it all was the last time I was there. So I don't, I'm assuming some of it didn't get torn down. And so they have this empty ESPN building sitting in downtown Disney and potentially other empty buildings. And they're like, what can we do? So they come up with a 90th Mickey event, which is interesting. 
So it is, it is an extra, like you were saying, it's an extra ticketed event. It sounds like if this sounds like for Amber, who's 13, it's like the perfect thing. If you are, if you have snap, if you love Snapchat and Instagram, this is your thing is from what I can see. It's, it's, it's a zillion areas to do selfies. Lots of photo ops. Yeah. It's photo ops and unique selfie opportunities. If you're a Disney fan, uh, who enjoys those social media platforms, maybe it's more than that. So, but it's interesting. Um, so we'll have to see what it is and what, if people, it's very, uh, vague because I think they're trying to figure out what exactly it is themselves. So another interesting thing at Disneyland. I think that is going to wrap up the show for this week. I would like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please write to us at comments at mousechat.net. If you enjoy listening to the shows, we do have more shows over at mousechat.net again, and also at iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.